everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real with MoxieWorks podcast. I'm AJ, creative producer at MoxieWorks. And then we have Laura, global head of community at Inman. And Hi. I'll have Laura give a little introduction about herself. My name is Laura Monroe. I'm global head of community at Inman, and we are here for Inman Connect New York. And AJ um, just so graciously invited me to come by and have a chat. So we're going to have our little chat and see where we connect because that's what we're here to do. So let's do that. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, so for this, we definitely want to bring the Inman community in the New York um, stage here. Yeah. And one thing is that, you know, Laura and I met at the conference world back in, you know, was it, was it um, thousand watt turn on conference yeah. as well as Hawaii life. And yeah. that's when we bonded. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a big part about the Inman community is the community. And I want to ask you, what's so important about the community in the real estate industry and to you? Yeah, well, I, I think like, you know, people find their uh, people that they want to that are like minded to them. So it doesn't matter if like for us, it's the industry, right? So there's agents, there's brokers, there's entrepreneurs, there's prop tech people. And, um, and founders always innovating and moving things forward. But if you don't have the like-minded people that are constantly inspiring you, um, then you, you can feel stuck and unsupported. You know, it can be a very lonely career sometimes. Yeah. So community, I feel like is where we, especially you and I, because we're, we are part of community, we bring people together. Um, it's where we help people find their people. I mean, that's really what Connect essentially was all about. But I think having a role where that's what you do every single day is, and you do that by what? Telling other people's stories yes. or, but like for us, it was, we found such a like-mindedness in the way that we love being creative, yes. the way that we love so like approaching the visual side of real estate. Um, we're always hungry for like, more color, better photos, um, bring, you know, show these smiles because that's especially during the whole shutdown and COVID, like we were missing each other. So yeah. I feel like it's even more important now um, to tell those stories and, you know, let people connect and, and show that spark of magic. Um, you know, just even friends and I have already been talking about how just seeing people in person, there's this little I can look in your eyes and I'm not looking into a Zoom camera and it's like a totally different experience. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. mean, I love getting back to it out in the world and just capturing those stories and seeing those stories develop Yeah. Uh, behind the scenes because you guys see me out there, you know, taking yeah. photos. I love seeing Laura out there just networking with people and that's really how you get a sense of community. I have a very unique view of that. You do you know, bird's eye view or just fly on the wall. Yeah, that, well, that's what you do is you sort of bring people into those worlds. Like I, my role of community is to bring people together. But what mm. you do is tell the story of in those moments of, of yes, like what does it look like when people are connecting and having fun and having a conversation? So, and, it, and you do it so artistically and brilliantly, like you capture the best moments of people, you know, having, real moments and i love that yeah, definitely i mean one thing that i've noticed in the real estate industry is like i think the very successful people know how to give yeah. they give and not even expecting something in return but just to help 
our community grow, thrive, yes. and depending on what stage you are in your career, yep. you want to make sure that this person is successful in their own ways. Yeah, absolutely, because I think most of us that have been in the industry for a while know that we are always pivoting, right? You might start off as an agent or you might start off in marketing. I started off in marketing um, and you might find these different ways that people pivot um, throughout their entire career. So it's really fun to tell those stories because where we were even two years ago is totally different than where we are now. You know, throughout your career in terms of seeing how that develops, how do you feel like brokerages can create community within their areas? Well, you know, I think that community is really part of, in a brokerage, I feel like that's part of culture. Um, people have to feel supported. Um, and these days, um, understanding emotional intelligence, understanding how to execute cultures that help build community. And by community, it means a lot of times we tend to think that community is about including everyone, but actually community is actually about exclusivity. It's about, I want to feel like I'm part of this group. I want to feel like I'm part of this group. And we have a tendency to think of community as a big word, but really it's about finding those other more emotionally intelligent ways to connect so that we're, everyone feels supported in new and different ways, right? So to me, brokerages build culture by providing different ways so that you know, it's like whether it's client events or brand events or like what Hawaii Life did when they did yeah. Worthshop. That like that, awesome. even though that was open to anybody in the industry, there was a certain vibe to that, that we connected with each other. But then we also connected to that. Of course, it, it doesn't hurt that you're in Hawaii to do something <laughs> like that. But yeah, exactly. creating the moments, creating the spaces for people to connect are really important. And that's why yeah. Inman's so great in general is because it's not just a specific brokerage event. It's a community of all different types of brokerages and right. technology companies as well as Moxie Works. Right. We say we're brand agnostic because we yeah. like we like people that because we learn when we see outside perspectives and we're not caught up in in brand um, speak um, yeah. necessarily so we can actually have real conversations. And this is where you set the trends. This is where yeah. Vlad comes in and tells you what's going on for the next year or five years or 10 yeah. years to come. And it's where you sit down with people that aren't at your brand and you go, so what do you think about this? Yeah. And then they give their perspective or their strategy or what they did last year or what they're going to do this year. And you can go, all right, now I know how to think about this differently. Um, and we learn. Now, a lot of people are definitely going to be here talking about things that they're working on. And that's yeah. also another great place to come and talk about. I'm working on this idea. I've, I've actually already had somebody do that. Just pull me aside and say, I have this really good idea. I need to talk to you about it ah. and see what you think. And then you can go on from there. So that's another way to build community is just, I want to hear what you have to say. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, working with Inman, how do you see the trends and then how do you and what do you what trends are coming up in the market for the rest of the year well that's a good that's a really good question um you know we just came back from our disconnect conference which oh, was yeah. in palm springs and um it, it's a smaller more exclusive 
um, high level conversation. So you're talking with people that are founders who are leading with innovative new business models. Um, and right now, I think the biggest conversations are around creative financing because um, we're trying to find younger, better ways to create some home ownership affordability. So that is creative financing. That. For agents and brokers, it's partnering with these companies that are creating more opportunity um, for buyers to get into the market so that they can also have another ancillary service to add to their repertoire of concierge. I think the industry is still continuing to push forward so that agents are advisors, long-term real estate advisors um, to their clients um, because they, they need that. They need someone to kind of handhold them through all of the pivots that happen in the market, which we're going through another pivot. Yes. Um, so those are really the high level conversations is what are we doing to be more profitable? What can we do to bring more buyers in? Um, and how can we, um, you know, always just be as focused as possible on what our goals are. That's amazing. And it's different for everybody. You yeah. know, some are just focused on growth. Others are focused on, all right, we're pivoting. How do I budget, you know, th this pivot in the economy? You know, I know I'm going to be 20% down than I was last year. We're coming off a fire two years. Yeah. It's not going to continue. Um, it's not going to crash, but it's not going to continue in the same way. And just an FYI, if there's any background noise, we're actually pre-Inman Connect right now. So we're getting set up. We're just getting set up. So yeah. you're really getting the behind the scenes if you're seeing things coming around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to talk to you about, like on the agent side of things, performative success versus like the vanity metrics. Yeah. So, you know, new agents and even just agents that have been doing it realize that they have to be creators, right? It's the creator economy. Um, doing reels and being on stories and doing video, like we're finally doing video, but now we feel the pressure because there are people that are doing such a great job and you feel like they're doing it all the time that there is pressure to constantly be doing that, right? So we, as an agent, we're sitting here and we're like, oh my gosh, I should be doing reels and I should be doing stories and I should be doing Facebook stories and I should be doing this. And you see people start to go out and do that. But I think you have to always sit back and go, is this performative, meaning I'm trying to look successful mm -hmm. or am I um, doing this because it's actually gathering me leads? And yes, you have to start somewhere. Yes. You have to begin somewhere with that lead generation and figure out what works for you. But I think there's still a healthy balance that we need to, to try. Um, it's always knowing your audience. It's always knowing that whatever content you put out there has to be valuable for the buyers, the sellers that you're yes. trying to reach, not other agents. So by performative success, there is a trend where it's like, I'm going to look like I'm the most amazing realtor and agent that's out there because I want people to follow me. But if you're mm. only doing that to get other agents to follow you, because that is a tactic that is out there yes. for other reasons. Um, if that's not, part of your brand or part of your company's brand, then that's probably not something that you should be copying or doing, right? So, exactly. you know, so there's, there's agents out there that have a great agent broker following out on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, 
But if you're just doing what another agent does to other agents, that's performative success. That's not helping bring you leads. Yeah. So understand the difference. And that's basically what it is. I mean, for vanity metrics are things that make you feel good, but they don't necessarily create <laughs> a bit good business strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And what I've seen, just seeing, you know, the fly on the wall is that especially if you're a new agent, but if you're looking for new content out there, yeah. like you are your most important story. Yeah. And I feel like everybody wants to do what everyone is doing and if it's popular or whatnot, but there's there's so much proof to the, the quality of the content yeah. if you just look inward and tell the story the best you can. Be, authentic. Yeah, be authentic, yeah, be, be authentic, you. yeah. yeah. And I think that's like what you capture is you capture people being authentic yes. and there's a difference. Like you can see a difference in what you put out there. Um, when we see your photos or we see your candidates from other conferences, we're seeing people in their true authenticity, even if they're just standing there with a friend having a conversation or a cup of coffee. Um, that's authentic. It's not a staged yeah. thing. You know, and I think sometimes we overstage our success yes. <laughs> when we should just be a little bit more authentic, you know, yeah. give people that that gooey side of you. I, that's where I have the unique eye to see people kind of interact all yeah. the time. And I, I could see the authenticity, right? Is or, it, yeah. Or people trying to try too hard. And, right. they're, <laughs> and it's usually those people who are newer yeah. and they're. They're trying to impress yes, others. They're trying to impress others. And that's the that attract is that too in a different way. Yes. Yeah. And if you're authentic, you attract the right clients for you. You attract the right energy for you. And our role in community is to help them do that. Right. Yeah. Help them find those people, um, and that are going to inform their decisions. You know, help inform their decisions and their choices in their career. Yeah. And you do such a great job of that. Oh, thank you. You and Terry. I'm glad Terry's here. I know, too. Terry. Yeah. Terry's my bestie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's able to come over from Canada. So. I know, finally. Yeah, finally. I know. So good to see her. She's actually over She's here. off camera, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Laura, what would you recommend to a company using vanity metrics as a recruiting tool? So, I do believe that agents um, feel like they're successful when they can look at their likes and their follows and um, their views on things. However, I think that brokerages, while they should always reward their agents for doing that work creatively to craft a message for their own personal brands, um, I think they can also help advise agents on how can we get the brand involved in those conversations. So for example, mm. I could go on Instagram today and see 3000 agents, but I guarantee you most of them, unless I really look at their profiles, I'm not even going to know which brokerage they're with. Yeah. Right. That's true. One brokerage does an amazing job as EXP, right? I mean, yeah. you, there is no way you're not going to know <laughs> that, you know, this agent is with EXP because they, they wear it, they talk about it, they're excited about it. Um, and you can see why that is so successful. So brokerages can take a little note from that because no matter where you are, you know, another convert, like another way to look at it is every brand, every brokerage brand has a way of creating that brand for their agents. It's what they yeah. use to recruit and attract. 
Um, Engel and Volkers is a great example. They want their agents to be elevated advisors. They call them advisors. That's starkly different than say EXP might do. So as a recruiting tool, it's really important to understand your culture, what your unique value proposition is, and then communicate that to your agents and help them craft messages when they're being creative that help them understand exactly what that is. You know, so they're going out to buyers and sellers and they're saying, I'm an Eagle and Volkers agent. I'm here in New York. I can connect you with yacht sales and helicopter sales and airplane sales, and I can help you craft your lifestyle, not just your real estate life. So it's that. It's it's that. I love that. And I yeah. love how unique every brand tries to be yeah. in that regard. Absolutely. That's the creative part that we love the most, right? When well, I'm and it's how it's how broke it's it's the bread and butter of how brokers attract their talent. I mean, they have to go out and attract talent. It's not, it's not much different than sports. Yes. You know, you're okay. attracting the talented, you're attracted, you know, to the experience, you're attracted to the record, but there's also that point where you can go, that's not the right person for us because maybe they're too focused on the split. Maybe yeah. they want, they, every person has needs when they're an agent. So they just need to, to figure out how they can match up with their broker and the brokers need to help the agent describe that brand experience through their brokerage. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I love it. That's kind of long winded, I guess, but that's how I look at it. Every brokerage I speak to is just, how do we help our agents understand our unique brand pop, you know, brand proposition? Do we direct them to our website? Do we direct them to campaigns that we have? How do we make, um, we want to make our agents look good. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. And it's like me photographing a lot of these conferences. I like to see the different ways that a lot of these brokerages do. Yeah. Like, say, a Howard Hanna or a William Ravis. Yes. Or even the big Realogy brands. They all do it such in a unique way. They do. And they attract the agents in a specific way, depending on who they are as people. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you're you're again, you're attracted to the person. Yes. that you're speaking to mm -hmm. the person that you know gets you fired up about something or helps guide you yeah. um you know we hear all the time you know we're as you know brokerages you know we think that it's all about the tools and the tech and it's not it's not all about that yeah. it's really about the culture um people leave brokerages all the time yes. over tools and tech yeah. but i guarantee you people think twice about staying when they have a culture they will work through problems with tech and tools if they have a culture, if they have guidance and support. And when you have both, like I know that the people that Moxie works work with, they have both. Yes. They've got tech, they've got tools, and then you work with a network of brokerages that just get it. Yeah. And that's really fascinating. Yeah, because at Moxie Works, we complement what the agents do. Absolutely. We empower, you empower you know, them. Because I know York says this all the time, our CEO is that we're not here to replace the agent. We're just here to make them better. Right. And that technology doesn't work for you. And not and everybody has the same definition of better, yes. right? So the thing about Moxie is that, you know, you can plug and play different tech and tools as a brokerage to give agents what they want because that allows the brokers to then focus on the things in the culture side and the community side yes, that exactly. keep recruiting, that keeps the retention. Because that's really where profitability starts to go down. 
we have this conversation that it's the tech and the tools that cost so much, but I'll guarantee you, we're not talking about the loss of yeah. bad culture, um, not picking the right tech and tools and actually focusing on adoption of those tools um, so that then brokers can actually work on the thing they do best, which is the retention piece, which is keeping those agents happy, thriving with leads and business. Yeah. Um, when that dries up, then they get frustrated. Exactly. I mean, so, I'll admit to myself too, like I left a prior company because I wanted to come to a better culture. Yeah. You know, COVID really silos you and makes it you does. feel, you want to be part of a community. Yeah. And that's why the Inman Ambassador community yes. so huge during that time, yeah. really connect people together. And those companies that do bring that culture together empowering tech too as well, yeah. Um, but not replacing the agents, but making it feel like you're not alone. Right, absolutely. And I don't think any agent wants to feel like a broker is choosing, you know, a tech or a tool over them. Yes. They need to feel first. So that's actually, you know, really incredible, you know, to see when that happens. So, okay. yeah. Well, Laura, thank you. I got um, really luxury. I felt like I was really luxury during all of that. No, but uh, <laughs> that's just kind of, I get, I get fired up about stuff. Um, I love it. Yeah. I can see it in your eyes. You can see, I get like, like, about it. Yeah. You're getting very passionate about I it. Do. And it just feels like we're in New York, ready yes, for Yes, we are. We are. I mean, this is, te this is technically the first thing yeah. of the first day it of <laughs> getting ready for Connect. And, um, you know, we've got lots going on. And um, it's our 25th anniversary this Ooh. week for Inman Connect. Um, we are one of the longest, biggest, most important conferences of the industry. So that's exciting. We've got nominations that are opening up for our Luxury Connect Golden Eye Awards, plus our Inman Innovator Awards. And then we're gonna turn around and Vegas is next. So that's in August. So we're just around the corner. So yeah. if you, you just heard Laura apply for the awards. Yeah, and, um, submit your nominations. Those are gonna be on inman.com. You can find the nominations for that. And, um, and then we're gonna see all of you guys back in Vegas, I hope. Yes, yeah, you in yeah. Vegas. And thank you for, um, Coming on a podcast with real. I know. Real we want to see the work. real people. Real, 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 real stories, real, real people. Real. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Wait, <laughs> you got to say your line. I say. You say, thank you for coming to another real Moxie Works podcast. See, she's going <laughs> to take my job. She needs. <laughs> thank you, <Thanks>. everyone. <laughs>